Down Street, man. Like here, Footballville, Caneville. Call it what you want. Or whatever you want. Let's talk about Cameron Davis, Cameron Harris. Um, I've been asked a lot about Cameron lately. It's his ball. After Lorenzo Lingard took off and went to Florida, Cameron stepped in and he seems to be the number one running back for the University of Miami. Um, and I'm starting to get the questions people asking me, um, is Cameron the number one back? Does he have to split time with somebody? Um, so I figured I'd make the video, man. Who is Cameron Davis? Cameron Harris? From my standpoint of view, let you know the, the kid that I know. Um, as far as back and I remember, Cameron, Cam, we call him, played for Full Lot of Hurricanes. Uh, same park, uh, Stacy Coley came out of, same park, Rooster came out of. It, 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 the list goes on and on. We're talking about the Fort Lauderdale Hurricanes. Um, but the odd thing to me was always that uh, the Fort Lauderdale Hurricanes was at a Mills Pond Park in Fort Lauderdale. But Cameron, Cameron spent a lot of time in Carroll City and his mom was a youth football star, bro. Um, big, muscular kid, baller, youth football. Um, may have some clips we could throw up or something. But yeah, but back to the Carroll City thing, which hints is how he ended up at Carroll City and not Dillard or one of those schools in Fort Lauderdale, I mean, down up north. He ended up at Carroll, Miami, Carroll City. Miami, Carroll City, he went in. Um, highly talented, highly talented, coming straight out of you football. Uh, sophomore. Um... He obviously was going to get more play, but the dilemma was that Naquan Wright was coming in from youth football to Miami Cass City. Naquan Wright was one of the most, one of those eighth graders, one of those eighth graders that come into high school. I think he had an LSU offer. He had an LSU offer and an uh, Alabama offer like as an eighth grader. Uh, big time baller. Um, and he was coming straight to Varsity. He was Naquan Wright. He was going straight to Varsity. And him and Cam was going to have to battle it out for a star position. Cam would be like a sophomore. If I remember this correctly now. Cam was a sophomore. Naquan was a freshman coming in. And I remember being at the park one day at a Strong Arm 7 on 7 trial. And his mom, I know his mom, nice lady, walks up to me. And she was like, what should I do? Um, some people tell me I should transfer him. I could send him somewhere. He could be the man. He didn't got to split carries with nobody. She was confused. I mean, she was confused. She didn't know what to do. And I looked at her and I told her, I said, listen, just let it play out. Just stay there. Just let it play out. Let him stay there. See how it play out. Worst come to worst. I mean, he split carries with one of the best running backs in the nation and he doesn't take much of a, much of a beating. But just let it play out. I mean, in this day and age, we have two running backs, sometimes three running back system. So she, I'm sure she listened to other people too, but that's what I told her. And she, to this day, she still will tell you that's what I told her. So she let it play out. Naquan had a huge freshman year. Um, uh, huge freshman year. I think he beat Central in 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 the, in. At Trash Pile on a long, like, 80-yard run in the fourth quarter. Uh, and his career was on the way. And Cameron was, Cameron was splitting carries with him. Um, but Cameron stayed a little dinged up in high school. Um, 
So after that year, in the summer, it was either the summer or the spring, I went to cover Miami Carroll City. And here in Dade County, like, the resources are horrible. Like, the, the fields the kids practice on, a lot of times, a lot of dirt. Uh, they don't have their own stadiums. Things like that in nature. So I went out there, just happened to go out there one summer. There was summer or spring to cover Miami Care City, shot some stuff with Naquan. And later that practice, Naquan, I think he was going out for a pass and fell on the ground and he, he was injured. I didn't look into it. I didn't know how serious it was, but um, I don't think he ever played that year. He never came back and played, which made Cameron. Cameron Demand. Naquan had an ankle injury. So Cameron, Cameron Davis at the time became a man. And uh, had a decent season. A decent season. But the one defining point Cameron had under Mr. Arby Hill. Arby Hill was a coach at the time. He was building a, a nasty, well-oiled machine. Cameron... Cameron, Cam, Cameron, I call him Cam all the time. I don't know why I'm calling him Cam. I'm going to call him Cam from him. For the rest of the video, I'm going to call him Cam. The Miami Northwestern game in the rain, I think Cam, uh, Kara City was up, let's say maybe four points or something like that. I think it was maybe a minute, 30, a minute left, and, um, You know, Weston got the ball in, like, their own 10-yard line. And I think all they got to do is kind of, like, run out the clock. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even sure if they had to run the play. Coach Rowe calls a player, a handoff play. The running linebacker gets through the offensive line pretty fast and basically strips the ball out of Cam's hand and goes score a touchdown. Oh, well, I, uh, I hope we got some video of this. I put some video up down there somewhere. Strip the ball out of Cam hand, runs to go score a touchdown. Crowd is crazy, going crazy. It's raining, and Kara City loses on on that play. And of course, we started answering. We had any coin. This would never happen. Yada yada yada. And I, I revert back. I go back. Cam to me has always been a more humble, softer, soft-spoken kid. Uh, looks like an animal of an athlete, but humble, soft-spoken. Kind of reserved kid. When he lost that fumble to lose that game, that bothered me. Uh, later that week, I called Coach Aubrey Hill and then I told him, "Listen, I say tell Cam this: don't nobody feel worse than him. Stop beating yourself up. You know what I'm saying? Stop beating yourself up because don't nobody feel worse than you." In this world, you do what you can and you do what you can at your best, but you don't owe nobody anything. And I told Robert Hill that. And I told him to tell Cam for me. You don't, basically, you don't owe anybody anything in this world. Like, yeah, people may feel like you let them down, and um, but that's their expectations of you. You didn't ask for that. That's their expectations of you. So you don't, you don't owe, you don't owe anybody anything. Pain is weakness leaving the body. Listen, big rivalry game, Miami Northwestern, Kara City, and basically he, he blew it. But what happened next? 
What happened next was a defining point of of his career. After that game, I don't know if it matured him. I, I don't know if, if if I'm not sure what happened. But it was the end of the season. They were heading into the playoffs. And Cam started going berserk. He um he he, he 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 caught a fire in that playoff and it, it was like something out of a fairy tale. I mean to go from, from your low from your lowest low to now you the man. I remember remember going to Daytona and he was like unstoppable at Daytona. It's like they couldn't stop him. And and it was like you was watching somebody resurrect out from a grave. That they had kind of built for themselves, but he, from that point forward, was unstoppable. Um, in his collage career, with almost fourteen hundred yards in uh, with twenty-one touchdowns. Uh, he was ranked top ten in every. In, in every every two four seven sports rivals ranked him top ten running back in Florida, top ESPN top three hundred. Think he was like number one forty, and, and he just ended on a strong note. To this day, I never asked him, but I don't know if that that sometimes tragic situations take you to another level. I remember walking to school as an elementary kid and got jumped by my best friends, and that took me to another level mentally. Um, made me understand a couple of things um, about life, about people. Um, so maybe that that tragic situation elevated his mind and, and made him realize, made him refocus, because he was on a he, he he was on a tear. So fast forward coming to the University of Miami, I'm gonna be honest. My thoughts, I thought that Cameron Davis would. Would 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 catch on slow. Like I, I thought he would, I thought he would catch on slow. Let's go back a little bit. Let's go back a little bit. So because here's the ironic part. Let's go back a little bit. Naquan Wright comes into college to high school football, highly talented, LSU offer, Alabama offer. Naquan Wright breaks his ankle. A lot of colleges back off. Hence why he ended up at Florida. And Cam run Cam Cam gets handed the ball. It goes all the way back to the same conversation me and mom had like two or three years earlier. And I told her just to let him stay. So so this so so that's how that's how the stuff the stuff isn't guaranteed. That's how it shakes out a lot of times. So Naquan sits out his junior year. Um and it's Cam Ball. And he stepped up and he did his thing. So coming into college, I thought that Cam would struggle at first and eventually be a late bloomer because I knew how he was. He was a humble kid. He was reserved. You know what I'm saying? Um, he always had a work ethic, but he was he was humble. He was reserved. He's not like one of them dogs. He's not Naquan. He's not like Naquan. I compared the two because they played together. But Naquan's like a go getter. Like he'll walk around the camp and he'll challenge people and do all these things. Cam was kind of reserved, laid back. So I thought he would eventually. It'll take him some time to catch on, man. But I kind of underestimated his raw talent and and who he was. I can't lie, because 
the second half of his freshman year at Miami, uh, he balled out. And he's been balling out ever since. Um, So, he comes into the press conference um, last week. And he has a look on his face that I've never seen before, man. He's locked in. Like, like he's locked in. He's, he's, he's focused. Somebody had to sit him down and told him, listen, man, it's winter season time. It's time to eat. It's on you. Because dog is locked in. He's ready to be a leader. And I had never saw him focused and locked in like that. Um, to the point where I always meant to ask him, like, hey, what's going on? Um, so to the questions that people ask me, like, Cam, can Cam be the number one back? Can he hold it down himself? I mean, he proved me wrong once or twice. And at this point, I'm riding with him. He, he seemed to have matured. He seemed to understand what's going on in front of him. He, he seemed to be able to, he, he seemed to be ready to take that leadership role on that team. I don't know if Lashley's going to steal some power in him, but he seems to be ready. And I think he's ready, bro. I saw it in his eyes at that press conference. So, man, listen, that's my version, my story of who Cam is. Cafe, cool Lawrence Cafe on 197, 27th Avenue, right, right across from the stadium, man. Come here, check out Lawrence Cafe. Great food, great. What, what did they have on Saturdays? Kunk uh, soup. Kunk soup. Kunk soup on Saturday, man. It'd be going in two hours. Come check out Lawrence Cafe, man. Um, appreciate them having us in here doing this in this beautiful spot. How long have you been here? Maybe two years? Three yeah, years? Well, he been here for years? three, but open, open for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, y'all go check out Lorna's Cafe. Um, um, stop by. Tell my boy from Tari we sent you. Next day, man, we finna talk about something a little, a little, a funny story that happened. Um, some consider in Dade County the, the greatest cornerback ever to play, Yuki Brown. Same way they talk about Frank Gore, they talk about Yuki Brown. He, He's to come to the game with handcuffs in the back. He playing the game. No. He, he lock you down. He throw handcuffs at you. No. And if you if, in Dade County, Yuki Brown is, is like a legend. You know what I'm saying? His his uh, his, his son Yuki Brown now plays for Central. Um, the great Yuki Brown. Uh, but in Dade County, Dad was a cornerback legend. People tell you who he locked down is here. So I'm telling T. T's up in Temple, right? And I'm I'm telling T. T. And T like, nah, man. Listen, I saw. <laughs> he said, "Nah, man. We, uh, listen, man. I, 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 saw, I saw my I saw, boy Kevin Beard give him the Beard blues in the playoff game. How many yards? The blues. How many yards? Ten catches, hundred sixty, hundred seventy plus yards. Right. And I'm saying, let's T, get it right. I'm saying, T, nah, nah, nah. Let's so get I, it right. So I get G Mac on the phone. I get G Mac on the phone. I put a, salute to G Mac. I get G Mac on the phone. I say, Mac. I say, Mac. Come on, man. Mac was like, man, I was at that game, man. He say, man, there's no way that man had 165 yards on you. He, they must be were moving him around or something, right?" What you did next? I went to the source. I went to Kevin Beard, my dog, my homie, and hit him up. Hey, because I was at that game. I remember that game. And I text him, hey, bro, do you remember that Northwestern game uh, your senior year of high school? Like, oh, yeah, I remember it well. I said, bro, you went for 10 for like 165, 175. I got, a, I got a buddy of mine who's telling me, another buddy said that Yuki Brown locked you up. Kevin Beard reply was, ha, ha, ha. 
he's all over my highlight tape. I have it. I still have it. He's like, he's all over my highlight tape. And that's what I remember too. I mean, let's just be real. You Brown, you you are a legend. You right. you was one of the truth. But if Kevin right. Beard on his fifth or sixth catch, what coach not gonna put you on him? If he got ten catches, eight of them had to be on him. So you seen, I'm you, sorry. you seen you I Brown play, play before, right? The father and son. I played against the you father. See, you played against the father. Yeah, he was good. He was at the West. So, so, he was, so he, was, he was good as ever. He was good. So when, what's the story, right? I mean, everybody said he's a legend. He's I'm, the best I'm, cornerback I'm ever played at Miami Northwestern. When we was at New Orleans, we had a tight end named Dangston. Probably one of the best in the state. Um, you know, flex tight end. We keep guard him. You know, shut him down. Like, that was... Yeah, shut down. they say he shut down plenty of shut people there. Shut down, it, pretty much right. every receiver except Kevin Beard. You remember story, some of the names? Somebody talk about story. some big names too now. Wait up. Yeah, okay. You um, remember some of the names? Um, I know. Who you know the name? Who, who, who they? Who they? All I know since is that. Had, all I know is in 1999, the two nice best. Was it, was it um? I forget his name. All like, I remember shut is shut him down. Um, when did you him right? Now, Listen, like about the in 1999, yeah, right. uh-huh. the best two receivers in South Florida, probably Andre in the Johnson state, and Kevin Beard. And, with Kevin Beard. Andre, Andre Johnson and Kevin, Kevin Beard. Right. He and did not lock Kevin Beard Kevin down. Beard was he played Johnson, though. He played Because I'm not going to say shut him down. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the, the legend right. says, they say he shut everybody down. No. I mean, but listen, Andre, Andre, got, Andre got it because Andre was a grown man in high school. Grown man. Grown man in high school. Now, that story with Kevin Beard, I do remember looking in the papers. I was like, damn. Kevin Beard got off. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, but I don't know if you can't see the tape. I need to see the tape. Kevin Beard, Kevin Beard was all world. He was like I mean, one of the top receivers right. in the nation. Right. 25 touchdown catches as a um, senior, state record. I need to see the I need to see the tape. 25 touchdown catches in 10 games, state record. But now, he, <laughs> when he walked in that playoff game, my best corner's going on him. Right. Them 10 catches came on somebody over there in that northwestern side. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You were Brown, you were you were the truth. No joke. You were the truth now. Uh-huh. They, had, they had another corner named Sidney who was good too. So okay. Probably was Sidney. I mean, I don't. I didn't watch the game. So coaches watching Sidney get beat. You won't play. remember it like that. So coaches watching Sidney get beat. They gonna put you on them. Come on, man. Well, listen, man. Shout out to you, Keith Brown, yeah, man. Shout out to you, um, man. South Florida legend, man. And, and, and it's uh, man. I just that's that was a funny story, and I cannot go to Caneville without telling that story. That was that's a funny story. It's a little day, bro. Robbery. Y'all won the war because y'all did make Kevin. I think Beer fumbled two times that yeah, game. And they blow them out. Well, it was a blow at the end. Right. It wasn't what they talking about. You know, how they, they, you know how they do down here, blow us a blow out. Blow out at the end. Yeah, they did go to state winning and all that stuff. They had the two, yeah. the two, the two twins killing. Jamel and Jarrell Weaver, yeah, Tory Cox. Crazy. They almost broke my, broke my neck. <laughs> He's a quarterback. I, yeah, what these, what these big guys doing playing in high school, man? What, they wasn't like, even that big. They had big shoulder pads. Man, on. they were fast. That's I said, it. I can, that was That's it. it. I, but, <laughs> yeah, man, but shout out to you, Keith Brown, man. I just had to tell that story. Uh, we, I told Sing him I was going to tell it one day, man. I told him I was going to tell it one day. They going to get on our ass. Shout out to you, Keith Brown, dead gun legend. That's it. Go take three motherfucking days, and that's what?